This is the author's perspective. Tap, a show set to take you behind the scenes of some of your favorite books. We will be delving into deeper conversations and let you get to know different authors whilst discussing some of the social issues affecting them. We are RM Publishers. Join us as we take you on this literary journey. Let's step right into it. Right. I think I'm ready to start. Yeah. So I have like a series of questions. So we're going to go through your book. And then we're going to talk about some stuff. <laughs> so congratulations on your book i got a copy thank you what's it like to be an author it's really exciting you feel like you know what i mean you are fulfilling at least a part of your life you feel like you are inspiring and encouraging someone it's yeah. a good it's a good feeling yeah, you feel yeah. like you're leaving a legacy for the next generation. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. So how difficult was it or how easy was it for you to put the book together? It wasn't easy. A matter of fact, I am not a person that normally like writing because yeah. I dropped out of school from a very early age and I just didn't like writing or even reading. Mm -hmm. So as the Lord inspired me, to start writing, I start jot down little bits and pieces more than five years ago mm -hmm. and just put it down. And doing the, the first lockdown, I pick it up back and start a little bit, but just didn't feel like it. Yeah. But it's the second lockdown when I really feel a, you know, onch, a push that, you know, let's go. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, when you're, you're, you know uh, it, like the race begins, <laughs> let's go. And that's yeah. when I really feel the urge and I know that this is definitely not of me. It was the Lord, you know, pushing me to let's start this. And I just get onto it and he makes all the right connection and put all the right people in my life, you know, to make this happen. And it just take off and the rest is history. Yeah. So I've been reading your book. It's really, really encouraging to learn about your journey. Um, and where the Lord has brought you from and obviously to where you are now able to share uh, in the goodness of God and what he has done in your life. Um, I just wondered uh, if you maybe take us a little bit back, like what it was growing up for you and the sort of lessons that you have implemented now in your life and perhaps that you might want to share with somebody who might be going through similar situations. the ghetto of jamaica you know ghetto hero meaning that's a really really rough hero when i mean rough you would be scared to walk there then and even now so that's where i was brought up because that's what mom could afford it was much cheaper where you know the hero wasn't so nice it was very very hard for me you know cause it was just only my mom with no dad you know with four of us a sibling and then, you know, four of us in one room, like just one little room, a box room where everything had to be. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, at a younger age, at this young age, I didn't like that. Yeah. You know, and I, I come to understand that from the age of probably about 10 coming up, that mm. um, it wasn't so normal. 
That's what I would call it. This wasn't a normal life. This time when I have nothing to eat, we have, you know, five of us have to sleep in one bed. You know what I mean? And I sometimes go to bed hungry. I have to go to school anytime without, you know. Mom will have to send me to borrow from people. So I, I, I come to understand what is this? Why is this? You know, why are the people able to afford it? Or, you know, when I go to school, you know, friends, they have it. They can eat, but I'll go to school and sometimes I have nothing. So, um, yeah, here and then I understand this is not normal. You know, I didn't like it, but what else could I do? I just go to to make use of it. That's what I have. That's what I know. And I, I get yeah. used to it. Yeah. Right. I got used to it. I, I, the theme that... that comes or emanates through your book is more to do with prayer like how important was prayer um in relation uh, to your circumstances because you mentioned that your mom uh, was more of a prayer warrior so how important was prayer in, in your upbringing very important from i know myself as a child we have to go to church with her you know, whether we like it or not. And um, she pray about everything. Even as I say, times when there's nothing to eat or no money to send us to school, she will pray. We will hear our prayer. She will get us to pray with her, get us up in the morning and before we go to bed at night and read the prayer word to us and get us to read it. And and that's what she stand on. And we literally see that it works because, you know, we will have nothing in the house, like nothing at all right away from the water that we can catch and boil it and she would literally just put some water on and then we will just see somebody come start asking in knocking the door is miss murray here when we're hoping <laughs> it they'll bring some grocery and that was so exciting for yeah. us to get excited you like you know it's like oh my gosh that was like life something come to life you know what i mean it was a light bulb switch on and then when we hoping it would be food and goods and you know mom would say you see I pray and the Lord answered. The pot was already on the fire and we could just start cooking, you know, yeah. to eat something. So <laughs> prayer was absolutely everything. It was uh, it was life. Without the prayer, there was like no life. Literally where yeah. I am today, that's the same prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up to pray as I see her pray and not just pray, but believe. Have the faith to believe that what she praying, what I pray, we're gonna get results from it. Because it is it's, it's all right to pray, but yeah. without believing that what you pray about, you will get an answer. Sometimes it will not happen. You have to That's exercise your faith with prayer. To, and like the Bible said, works without and um, faith without works is dead. That's so right. praying and believing work hand in hand, and, and and that was very very important. Yeah. And so now that um, we've got the book, can you talk a bit about the structure? Because it's a bit different to other books that I have seen or I have read. Um, for example, you have a, a chapter, you start a chapter and then you go on and you give us um, scriptures and prayers and reflections. Can you sort of take us through what's happening in the yeah. yeah all right so as i carry on writing i was writing more about myself and my in struggles and all that i've been through the lord diverted me into as i you know start the book start been putting together 
you know, the person that was helping me with it. And he diverted me, like cut it off right there. I mean, I was going on too much about myself. It was becoming like so depressing. And the Lord didn't want it to be too much of a depressing things to the reader. So mm -hmm. how he allowed me to do it is, okay, I've talked about my life story. From the life story, because prior was so much of an emphasis there and the prior get us resolved, he wanted it to be structured that way. So where we see I talk about a part of my story, then the prior comes in as a devotional. And that's mm -hmm. a picture of, as you're going through your struggles and hardship, take the time out to focus on praying. Take the time out to focus it on the lord himself you know and not so much on your circumstances so that's what we learned at the time we didn't know it but that's what was happening as you mm -hmm. pray about the circumstances you find that you will go stronger the struggles and the and the circumstances are there to make you stronger and to bring out the best in you they're not there to destroy you but bring out the best in you so the only way that can happen is to not too much focusing on what you're going through but take the time to pray Yes. So anyway, you've got the story, then you've got the prior, you've got the devotional part. So I pause for people to just think back on what you go through and now pray about it. Move on to the next issue because we will always have issues in our life while we're alive. Move on to praying about it and move on to see the brighter side. So hence why the book is structured that way. Not so much to just carry the story all the way through but you've got the the story then you've got the prior then you've got the affirmation for you to pray and build and strengthen your faith as you go along and now you have also be restored with donna uh your youtube channel so can you talk to us a little bit about that as well because it links back to your book uh your book is called once broken now restored yeah Yes. Yeah, so, um, of course, as for me now, it's time for restoration. And I want to highlight that for those who are going through. As I said, in this life, there's always going to be something happening with our life once there is life, you see? So I want us and myself, people to focus and to be restored. Don't too much focus on what we're going through. The struggle is there. We work through how we can get through that. But focus on how can I be restored? How yeah. can my mind be restored? And that's where the channel come up. That's what I'm talking about. You know, look forward. Look forward to how you can lift your life up. You can get up. You can stand up. You can be strong. You see what I mean? In everything that is going on. Because you cannot run away from the, whatever is going on in your life. Wherever you go is going to follow you. You see what yeah. I mean? But how can you renew your mind, you know, that you can look beyond it. You can focus on the good things and what can elevate you instead of let this problem and everything that is happening in the world actually depress you and 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 some of this might even have mental health, mental issue focusing yeah. on how you can go move forward what can you do and sometimes there is no way you go to the front the back there is no way but you can lift yourself up you can sing a song you can actually encourage yourself you can ask somebody to pray for you and that's why i want people to think about be restored no one is going to do it for you people yeah. can help you along the way but you have to do this yourself and david says encourage yourself in the lord that's right that's what david had to do you know he had all the help he had all the soldier and he had so much he none of them could do that they helped him but he had to encourage himself in the law that's what we have to do and there's also a powerful statement that you've written on page 55 
it says that um I'm not going to read the full sentence but the the last part of it says he still kept me and provided for me he remained faithful despite my unfaithfulness because so many times um I think that we as people can be unfaithful to God but how do you link the your experiences to God's faithfulness um my experience when i said you know uh, been unfaithful and he has been faithful as i say i dropped out of school for them young i grew up in church yet still i i did not reverence the lord yet still as he tell me to live and i think most of us even do anyway i had two kids before i even get married dropped out of church you know and he been so good to me he see us through he provided even though times when we go to bed without he has seen me through he have opened the doors for me to come to this country and even give me a better life but yet still i was still unfaithful mm-hmm. but god remained faithful he have kept me up to this point where we are actually talking right now you know yeah. and open many doors like you know uh, myself even to meet you <laughs> to meet you is is wonderful <laughs> you know yeah just put all the right people in my life and so um he is just faithful um his ways are not like ours that's what the word of god said his thoughts are not like ours so god mm-hmm. is faithful you know um he don't function in the flesh for us yeah. it's never going to be so this flesh on this earth we will always mess up we will always make mistake because we're living in the flesh the important yeah. thing is what the lord wants us to acknowledge that when we mess up and when we fail we acknowledge that we need to highlight it be honest mm-hmm. with ourselves and repent of it yeah and that's what i have to do so god faithfulness right it, it uh, we can't fathom is mine he is us who he is is faithful and we are never going to be that way we will let yeah. each other down and disappoint each other but god is not like that and that's why he said that we should come to him cast all our cares on him call upon him because what man cannot do he is definitely going to do it and that doesn't say that we can't confide in somebody you know there's people you can trust there's people we can talk to there's people out there that can help us you know and he, and love us and show us love there's people out there that will not do so we mm-hmm. have to seek the lord ask him to guide us to direct us to the right people because he placed people here on earth not for us to be separated but to strengthen each other there are people on this earth that will do so we have to yeah. seek the lord to find the right people that will help us and that will not drag us down but that will lift us up you see so that is it yeah. <laughs> no that's really good um i want to move on to healing because towards the end of your book you talk about how god healed you from um some stuff and yeah. um how then you are using um your relationship with god to kind of encourage other people um i think the one thing that was striking uh, was about personal relationships and getting into marriage and on page 72 it says that it is so important that we do not get into personal relationships and marriage until we are completely healed um what was that like for you right and um that's towards you know almost finishing writing this book when the lord really prompted my spirit to put that in because mm-hmm. that's what i was going through i got into relationship 
you know, several relationships, but the one where I'm married, the man I'm married to now, mm -hmm. I, I got into that relationship with loads of baggage, like, you know, loading me down, you know, cause, yeah. because of what I've been through in my life, you know, it's like I hardly trust anybody. I am mm -hmm. always angry and miserable. And so I take that into the relationship for mm -hmm. no reason at all. I will just always get angry, have a go at him, because I have this in the back of my mind where, where I'm coming from. Why me? Why did I have to go? Why didn't I? You see what I mean? And I carry that until when the Lord really ministered to my heart to forgive myself. Mm -hmm. First, you have to forgive yourself. There's no way you can forgive other people unless you forgive yourself. I yeah. first have to forgive myself. And then I have to acknowledge that the Lord loves me, you know what I mean? And the person I'm married to loves me as well. And when I did that, opened my heart to the Lord to come in, mm -hmm. then he heals all the brokenness because yeah. I was broken. And mm -hmm. he healed all that brokenness. And why I can actually now have a, a, a fruitful relationship with my partner. Because I don't need to be angry at everything. If you said A, I have to say B right along to Z. You see what I mean? I don't need to be that way anymore. My heart, my soul, and spirit, spiritually, have to heal. So there's a spiritual healing different from like a physical healing. So he healed me spiritually. And I tell you something, you know that spiritual healing can actually end up in the physical healing. Because when we carry loads and baggage, we mm -hmm. it actually turns out into physical healing. We go to depression, cancer, this that. A lot of health issues are stem from inner, you know, baggage that we're carrying. We need spiritual healing. Yes, that's what Lord. The Lord enlightened that to me, and I was um, I received this. Ask the Lord, come, Lord, and help me. I acknowledge that I've done wrong. I acknowledge that I need spiritual healing because you must acknowledge it. You must want it, and mm -hmm. He heals me that way. I could have a fruitful relationship. And if the man I'm with now weren't the person he was, we would have break up a long time because I was just terrible. But, and there's other people who know me, even people from my church. I'm always just miserable and always angry and I can lash out. You wonder like, what are you lashing out about? Mm. Almost nothing. But because of that bitterness within me, yes. you know, so now... I am healed spiritually. And then regarding to the physical healing, I had few health issues as well, you know, with my thyroid, my throat, and, you know, other health issues when I knock my toe off back in Jamaica and it actually grow back and stuff. Yeah. Other health issues where literally have been healed without even medication. <laughs> I was spiritually ill in a healing, the physical, yeah. the Lord heal as well. Yes. Um, I think that links to how the blood of Jesus works, right? Because, yeah. Um, on page 95, it says that the blood of Jesus has a voice. I think yeah. that's, that's really powerful. Um, it has. It has. It's how Cain uh, killed his brother Abel and um, the, the, his brother's blood spoke against him. But then again, you speak about how if if that blood, if Abel's blood spoke, how much more uh, Jesus's blood is speaking. That's right, because the Lord said to his brother, you know, Cain, I hear your brother's voice is crying out. 
You see what I mean? And you hear this voice crying out, so it was speaking that the Lord could hear his, the, the blood um, crying out. And of course, you know, and um, the word in many parts of the Bible talk about the Lord, the blood of Jesus speaks. You see what I mean? And the blood of Jesus speaks better things. In Hebrews, I might not put that in the in the book, but in Hebrews somewhere, I think it's Hebrews somewhere. I don't remember which chapter, but once you tap it in online, it would come up that the blood of Jesus speaks better things and even the blood of Abel. It's Hebrews it's 24, is there, yeah. <laughs> it. yeah. So it does speak. So if the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel, it is speaking. All we need to do is activate it. It's like going to the cash point. Your money is in your bank account. If you don't put your card on with joy, that money is not coming to you. It's yours. It's not coming to you. So like the blood is the same thing. Withdrawing it, applying it is how it works it's not automatic and that's what i learned because i start to apply the blood of jesus even over the business and circumstances and things and literally the atmosphere shifts something yeah. happens so i want people to know that the blood is for real so they must speak it out of their mouth and when you are not writing you're also a hairstylist uh, that's right that a business person and being an author and doing all sorts of things <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um you know even then you know it really brings out you know um what i went through really brings out as i said you, the things you go through bring out the best in you because mm -hmm. what i've been through i thought to myself no man i want better than this and i'm sure yeah. a lot of people when they're going through they said to themselves they must be better right and so mm -hmm. i look for better so when back in jamaica i used to do a bit of hair and 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 people usually come to me to do their hair and then come in here now you know the lord opened the door so i opened the business and yes I, and i'm busy because that's where i'm talking to you from today you know it is busy you know what i mean um good opportunity to share my life story with client they like that you know they're amazed they're like oh so i've got an author doing my hair like <laughs> you know they're so excited and they're quite supportive as well my yeah. client oh, yeah uh, that's really good um so very soon i'm gonna come and get my hair done and oh yes <laughs> <laughs> Come down. I've got a client that comes down from all the way at Birmingham, like Beckfisher and all over. Oh, wow. That's really yeah. good. <laughs> all over. They have family in London, so they'll come down and get the hair done and stay over and go back. And yeah. That's wonderful. So now, again, <laughs> uh, what, when we're talking about healing, because uh, we have established that the Lord forgives and He heals, um, I think it was really important in page 108 when you were talking about your experiences um towards the end uh because i think what i wanted to to ask i mean this is not an attack on you or anybody but i want to find out what you think the church is doing or how the church is helping as a body of christ because People go through situations like, for example, what you mentioned, being raped and having an abortion and all of these things that women face. But I feel like as a body of Christ, you you cannot uh, talk about these things openly because then mm -hmm. um, 
there's a stigma to them yeah and and though you you need help from a spiritual point of view mm-hmm. you could literally feel attacked for mm-hmm. just opening up and talking about your experience yeah. what do you think uh, the body of christ can do to help women or even men who goes yeah. through Yes. Okay, the body of Christ really need to start establish a one-to-one service, you know, a one-to-one even counseling service in their church, you know what I mean? Something mm-hmm. need to be in place where, you know, it is private and confidential that person can be trusted where mm-hmm. when people give their life to the Lord or people in general in the church, they have something that they make an announcement that you there is help. If you're going through anything there is help and establish who can be talked to you know what I mean mm-hmm. that these persons know that they can go to someone they can trust that person they can talk to them because it's it's it, it's not a nice thing to carry this you know by yourself and I didn't have anyone that I could talk to like in the church I didn't feel that I could trust anyone and it weren't made known to me that there was someone that I can talk to so mm-hmm. I, I even until now I don't know even in my church you know that is there someone there you know that I can go and talk to about this it's going to be kept private and confidential time has to be made for it as well there has to be a surgery a time being made and date being made available that this is the day this is the time you can come and speak to this person about any form of issue and it kept private and confidential establish mm-hmm. protocols and you know forms and that if you want people to feel you know what i mean that they can trust you fill a form out and kept things private but something need to be done mm. because whether men or women people go to struggles and talk about it you know you know is some way of relieving themselves so they don't have to get down into depression and then now you know what i mean it leads to counseling and other things and you see what i mean yes. so something need to be really you know even a coach you can have a life coach you can yeah. have counselors and stuff set up in a church where mm-hmm. people can identify and go and seek help from from these yeah. people it's not just about shouting and preaching and singing and dancing you know <laughs> there is there's other things as well there's other needs that need to be met so yeah. i believe the church need to look into this more i don't think there's a lot been done you know mm-hmm. about you know this been established in churches no um but then um I don't know if you've been watching the news lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. There's a new law that just came in about uh banning abortions after 6 weeks. Um oh. My question is, do you think that uh, the more these laws come into effect like banning an abortion is going to encourage more women not to have babies because it's circumstantial um mm-hmm. so what's your opinion well, you know um all of this thing abortion and all of that the bible make it clear that thou shall not kill it must not happen period when mm-hmm. i you know went through that and when i did that i would say i was not even at a place there are people you know um quite young sometimes people won't be at the place even think if they're doing the right or the wrong thing and they will do it and that's where i was i wasn't at the place wasn't even thinking you know it, i should have done it i know the right thing because as i said i brought up in a christian world but the, because of that circumstances 
I really didn't want to. And I had to even repent of that. But it, it, I wouldn't agree to, about, to the laws that the government are laying down because it must not happen. What, you yeah. know, it must not happen. Somebody might say, well, what about if you get raped? You know, or what about if such and such happened? People might ask me that, should you still carry the child? And I would say yes. Why? Because God knows everything. What would he make of that child? That can be a government, a lawyer, a teacher, you know, somebody that would contribute to this earth. That's what I, that's what I, that's just my personal thought that that child, you know, that you'll get rid of. Who would that child be in this earth? What would that child bring to contribute to this earth? That child could be a nurse or that child could be a counselor. You know, our lives depend on that child. So I, I wouldn't agree to it. But not everyone will agree. I think that there's, there's a lot, obviously, in the media because we're talking about being restored and uh, yeah. being broken and everything. Mm -hmm. There's a lot... Uh, in the media that focuses more on how women should behave and what women mm -hmm. should do and stuff. But mm -hmm. yes, from my point of view, it's good that um, we can say, no, don't do that. Don't do that. But what about to the person who's not a Christian and who's not, uh, who just decides that I don't want to do this. This is not in yeah. You see, that's the thing. If the person not a Christian, you know, their mind is going to be different from the person whose mind is renewed. So, you know, yes. um, there's nothing you can do um, towards that until that person really can see differently. You know what I mean? How they look at things. Sometimes, mm -hmm. even though the person is out in the world and not a Christian, if that person have got, get counseling, have somebody to talk to them, some people will change their mind from doing it, you know. Yes. Some people, they don't to be a Christian, to, to, to know the right from wrong. Sometimes they just need encouragement and just need to know what would I do. Okay, so mm -hmm. they've got an option. If I can carry this child and get it adopted, which a mm -hmm. lot of people do, then I will do so. So they'll carry the child and, and give it up for adoption or so. So if, if they have someone to really talk to, it has happened where people have talked to people and taught them out of it. Some people, you can't, they'll go ahead and do it. Um, so um, it's just what it is, my dear. We just have to really open, pray that people will see the light and see the truth. It's knowing the truth that's going to set you free. That's, that's right. basically If you know the truth, it's going to set you free because you know the truth and you, you believe in it and you're going to just do it. You see? Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your book centers on the word of God. Um, so I guess we need to close with uh, what the word of God did for you in your life and how you use the word of God every day now that you yeah. have your life around. Yeah. Okay, first thing in the morning, I am grateful. As I get up, I said, good morning, Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, yes. that's the word of God. Thank you for allowing me to see another day. And I'm telling that I'm grateful for this day. And I don't yes. know what is he want to have me to do in this day because because the fact that I'm given this day, what do I need to do in this day? I need mm -hmm. to make this day the best day, like it's my last day. So I try my best, my all endeavor to be nice to people, apply the word where I declare over myself that no weapon formed against myself and my family shall prosper. I cover myself and the business and all my family on, with the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, going out and coming in, I cover my vehicle and my car with the blood of Jesus, and I establish that to this day I will be fruitful. So 
because Jesus said I should be fruitful and multiply. I declare being fruitful and multiply is not just producing children. Some people yeah. feel like when I was young and say I thought the Lord said, Be fruitful and multiply, like when <laughs> in Genesis. And I used to thought he's having children. Nah, that's not just <laughs> to be fruitful and multiply. Is seeing someone in need and help them, telling them about Christ, being fruitful. So you're heading to the kingdom of God. Um, <laughs> you are encouraging someone. You're helping them if they need help. You're giving your time. You're giving, you know, like you, like now we are together. This people might be listening. Fruitful mm -hmm. by giving your time and using yeah. that time to sow a seed into someone else's life. That is fruit. Okay. So being fruitful, multiplying that meaning that if you if there's a soul that is adding to the kingdom, that's multiplication. You know what I mean? So that's it. That's that's how I go by the word, and that doesn't mean sometimes I might messed up and I might fail on doing something that I shouldn't do, and the Holy Spirit quickly con convicts me. Like you are wrong. If you need to go and apologize to somebody, if you need to call up somebody. You know, and just do the right thing. We just need to learn to walk by faith and do the right thing. Why? Because there is no assurance that I will see another day. That's right. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know. So I have to make the best of this day and um, and apply the word of God to my life. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go over this declaration that I, lead, I speak the word of God over my life because... Uh -huh that his word is spirit and life i strongly mm -hmm. that the solution to anything that needs healing in your life is in the word mm -hmm. of God. you just need to search for it and speak it over that situation believing mm -hmm. going to have results you may not see it happen straight away but it will surely happen if you do not waver that's it so don't doubt you know the bible speak about james speak about that person that waver that man that waver is unstable meaning that your doubt you're thinking is it going to happen mm, yes it will but then they go back and say oh i'm not so sure you just have to stay steady and focus that if you're believing in the god almighty he is a creator of heaven and earth he is the one that laid the foundation he created you in this image you didn't create the bird the beast the father the, the, you know the cow, the, the, none of them created in this image, but we are created in this image. So we have to believe what he say. If he says he's going to do it, you just have to wait on him. That's what I realized. Nobody can force God's hand, you know. You yes. just have to wait. <laughs> you better learn to have patience. The word of God said, they that wait upon the Lord shall yeah. renew their strength. So you have to learn to have patience and wait, and it will happen. Surely yeah. does. Where can people buy your book, Donna? So they can get it on Amazon. It's on Amazon um, for those who don't like online because I've had people.